it's Andre, and welcome to another RC After Hours Flay <laughs> podcast. Man, botched that intro terribly, but whatever. It's Labor Day weekend, and believe it or not, I've done something I've wanted to do for weeks and weeks and weeks. Two consecutive days of flying. Saturday and Sunday would have flown this morning, but it was terribly windy and rain and so forth. But got out, flew, got the rust off the sticks, as they say, and did something else. And we'll talk about that into the show. Uh, and uh, just finally, finally feeling good, finally feeling energetic. For anybody who watched the uh, Friday Flying Update, talked a little bit about that. But it's just nice to have a little bit of steam in me, a little bit of fire in the belly, and some fun. And uh, so that's what this weekend was all about. It was awesome. I'm relaxed. I'm happy. I'm energetic. It's It's been a long time since I can say I've been like this. So we're going to jump into the show. I kind of scrambled and put my show notes together really quick. Uh, but hey, that's the nature of the show. No, no guests on or nothing, just me and the microphone and some ideas that have been kicking around in the old, uh, the old head as I kind of play through things and figure out what I want and everything. So, uh, and, uh, you know, and if you're watching, if you're listening, awesome. Thank you. Thank you for the subscribers. Thank you for the Patreons and everything. We'll get to that a little bit of that through the show. And of course I want to do a quick, uh, where's that screen? Uh, thank you to buddy RC for doing a discount code, uh, 10% off. Uh, the code is RC after hours, duh, all lowercase 10% off, uh, your purchases. Good till the 31st of October this year. So it's like just another month because we're into September already. But again, buddyrc.com. Uh, thank you. That's uh, that's courtesy of TJ, uh, who, who set us up with that. So, yeah, talking about the weekend, I flew and I flew a couple various different aircraft, and it was based on looking at the weather and the conditions and everything. So I got out there from everything from um, uh, my Tundra, which uh, is still kicking and fun. Uh, we we had the little um, the DLG, which I'll talk about the DLG experience so far. I'm sorry, it's not going to be a good story. Uh, I flew the little flight test mini, and I've shot video. I filled up my hard drive, so there's content coming and everything. And I guess I'll jump right into the big one, and that was flying the Bixler uh, FPV pan and tilt for the first time in years, uh, and, and that was check out. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, if not, uh, dig through, search up my YouTube channel. First experience flying the thing in 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 ages, and I've had this plane. I've had the Bixler two since 2014. I don't know if anybody has something that's just been kicked around. Everybody's like, "What OSD are you running with?" I'm like, "I don't even know if they make it anymore. It's just a generic G, uh, GPS driven OSD. No return, no flight controller, nothing. Pure fly and." I have to say, it took me a little bit to get comfortable again under the, under the goggles, uh, you know. And I remember flying this plane, and I think the biggest cardinal sin I used to make was I'd overweight it. You know, two batteries in there, one driving the uh, the uh, the FPV system, one driving the the power system. And I think I just put too much mass, too much weight into this aircraft. And uh, so when I got to the field on Sunday, when I flew it. Um, I gave it a toss, of, you know, took it out, just do line of sight flight to retrim it and everything and check it out. I mean, it's it's literally hung in the, the you know, in the basement for a good many years. I flew a lot when I got it, and then I just, I moved on from it. And, you know, you, you, you go through these transitions through the hobby and everything. And so it's really cool to come back and, and get back into FPV flying and use something that is 
a fairly stable platform. And that was the whole point of the first line of sight flight. You know, what happens when I trim it out, take my hands off the stick. And uh, I don't know anybody else. I don't like taking off, depending on the airplane, sorry, I don't prefer to take off with my goggles on. Um, but the problem I run into with some of these planes is the transition from light to dark, depending on the camera, depending on the light condition, everything, I sometimes find it really hard on my eyes to transition. And so that moment of blindness, you know, like where, where your eyes are adapting to the color change or the brightness and the luminance off the goggles. And... Um, so one thing I was checking with the with the the Bixler as I was flying it through the air was, what's it going to do when I get into certain points? So I had to find that that point in the sky. Okay, when I let off my when I take my hands off the sticks, you know, to put the goggles on, you know, and so I trimmed it all out and everything, and I flew one flight, and if you watch the video, I discuss it where I'm trying to get the um uh the uh the, the goggles to play nice and uh, get the the, uh, the head tracker working and there's a button you have to press to, and I guess I had locked it out and I couldn't find the button so I spent the entire flight with you know one hand jammed on the the aileron controls just to keep the plane level and everything and tap it around trying to find it and that's where I'm thinking okay the next plane I might get a little spoiled and put a flight controller into it so I can like you know hold your attitude and, and altitude and direction and just set up stuff uh, when I fly the little Sky Hunter, that thing is so small and so efficient uh, that uh, I can take my hands off and fiddle with my goggles all I want. But the Bixler is a little, you know, a little different. And I remember my last couple flights with the Bixler um, really struggling to get the thing in the air. Uh, that motor is, you know, it's a, it's a Bell styled can, I think. And um, the seven by five or four by five prop doesn't have a lot of bite once you're up in the air it's great it's more than enough power you just have to it's a momentum plane right you you, you can slow it down but you've got to watch when you reapply that power but to get it off the air so the couple things i did as i was doing my, my throw tests and everything was trying it with the different flaps i found it actually took off better without the flaps and everything and and that was really nice uh and saying good evening to a couple of the guys watching live on the uh, the stream right now, Victor and Brian. Hey, guys. Evening. Uh, sorry if I didn't advertise the show. I didn't even know I was going to do one, but moment of opportunity. Figured I owed the show and the community a podcast because, uh, like I said, August was ugh. And I'll, I'll talk about that a little later on. Anyhow, back to flying the Bixler. Uh, the video is about an 8 to 10 minute. It is, I'm sorry, it's boring as <laughs> It's me having fun, me rediscovering how much I enjoy uh, this hobby, and uh, I really had a really fun flight. I had the guys watching, so I had my spotters, a couple guys on goggles, and watching the monitor on the car, recording the feed, and there's one point you, you hear Steve go by, and the Captain Drone got some nice aerial footage of the Bixler going by. The only fly I had in the video, I have to admit, is I didn't put my clip mic on, so you just hear everything as the GoPro is on the ground capturing it. But to get that airplane back in the air, to blow off all that steam and that pressure and just have a really solid flight and have the, and this is old stuff. This stuff is six, seven years old now, right? The Bixer 2 is an old design. It's crammed. Everything's in there. I, I don't even look inside of it because there's such a spaghetti mess of wires inside this aircraft. And I've actually, over the years, um, this was like the first airplane I think I cut open and I put, I stuffed the receiver into the back and I rerouted it where the GPS and that hangs off the boom and everything and so it's not perfect but it works and this got my head thinking a nice little segue right this got my head thinking what is the perfect fpv ship and and i and i put it out on the rc after hours instagram page and kind of asked a few people and everything what is the perfect ship you know 
is it thrown? Does it have landing gear instead? Does it have a flight controller or not? You know, uh, OSD, pan and tilt. There is no perfect answer. And it comes back to what we always say about these aircraft and, the, and this hobby, the right plane for the right condition, right? Uh, and so the Bixer worked in the environment I'm flying in in the little park. It's not a little park, but do I need a flight controller? Not really. Um, you know, and I get away with uh, the pan and tilt and everything. So I'm actually in the middle of the sketching out some of the stuff I want to do, but I would like an airplane I could take off. And, and a couple of the guys um, uh, who really enjoyed flying the warbirds at the field uh, were doing this for a couple of years, you know, taking off FPV with the warbird, doing the full experience, which is really cool. And I'm like, you know, I've got a couple high wings I could throw it on. And, uh, and, and it got me thinking. Why have I always been so resistant to slap um, FPV system onto something like uh, like one of the twins, the the Bush Mule or something? And I always felt the mass. I've always been fearful of of the mass of the aircraft because if you have something go wrong and you know that's a lot of airplane to lose and 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 go down with. So I'm kind of like okay. So if it's going to be a twin, it's going to be lightweight, very similar to the yard smash plane, which is just a small, small profile footprint airplane uh, with lots of fun gears. So I've got <laughs> an INAV project. I bought some equipment back in like 2017 and I never got around to doing it. So I'm, I'm planning on putting that in, but there's a couple of restrictions in that I, I lose my ability to put in a pan and tilt depending on the receiver I use. And it's just a simple FR Sky uh, S-Bus receiver. So there's no extra channels and there's no extra uh, pinouts on the flight board. So I'm like, yeah. So I got to play with it. It's... It's me having to relearn, so it's something else. Like a lot of you guys, I talked to Sean, who does the Defiant Wing products, and he's like, oh, you do this, 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 this. And so I've actually gone and ordered some other equipment uh, from, from Banggood. First order since March, actually. So I should see that in 2021, right? Um, and I'm going to continue to work. I've got a wing back there. I've got wings I need to finish. I'm so, Don't even go there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll get to them one day. But right now... Um, I feel like the the uh, a sixty inch wingspan twin prop airplane is my is my cat's meow, and that's what I'm going to kind of work towards as I build uh, this next airplane. And it's going to be foam board, uh, probably foam board with tape, so it can deal with the the weather conditions as I get into the fall and everything. Um, the flight test water resistant foam board worked really well on a little mini Mustang. Wait for that video. I'm going to do that. Um, but I've been watching the price of that stuff go up and up and up. So I kind of go, well, you know, the dollars to dollars store foam board is still a dollar 25 plus a roll of tape is another two bucks, you know, so you get a couple pieces of foam board, strip the paper off the outer layer and then put tape over top of it. And presto, you've got a semi water resistant plane that can fly into the fall. So I'm going to play with the equipment, but, um, uh, if you're, you put in your comments into the show, put, put, what is your FPV aircraft? Um, big shout out to all those people buying the Renegade from, uh, from our friends at Defiant. Uh, uh Sean's telling me he's, uh, he's pushing out a good number of those airplanes. So it's, it, it's, he's found that little niche market and I was discussing with him what's next. Or we're going to look at something, you're going to look at something that's a little bigger and I can't wait to see the, the, the community feedback on that aircraft. Again, that one is kind of the birth child out of the yard challenge that, that Sean was able to come up with. Maybe I can pull up his uh, his website really fast. 
and uh, put that up on the uh, the show. Anyhow, we're just going to Defiant Wings and check out the Renegade. Uh, $50 US, which is really sweet. It's a what, 24-inch wingspan, foam, uh, really light. Likes to be in that 2S kind of power range. I've seen, we're always seeing people with 3S. In the 2S power range, it is in the 250, sub 250 gram class. So that's really where it's it, it makes it sweet and really interesting. So, so yeah, um, uh, rcafterhourspodcast.gmail.com, uh, on the Facebook page, on the Instagram page. Send in your comments, send in your ideas of what your ideal FPV ship is. Uh, I'm, I'm really kind of interested in knowing. I had a couple of people come back and it's like, uh, you know, is it a twin star kind of look, you know, or is it going to be like the FT legacy? Cause I want the twin prop. And I've, so I've got equipment sitting on me behind the bench. I've got that old flight controller, which is from, uh, 2017. So it's not too old. And there's going to be some new equipment coming uh, into the shop eventually just for this. And, uh, you know, diving into the, the, the hobby and looking at the FPV stuff, it's been interesting to see, um, I'm just going to say within the last two years, a lot of the advancement and we're going to, I want to dive into some of that and talk about it. Like you get things like, um, websites, you get things like, and this will all be in the show notes folks. So if you're, if you're tracking along, um, FR Sky just put out a whole new, uh, 9R. It's called the, uh, FR Sky 9R RX SR pilot flight control system, uh, Basically, a three-layer stack with your flight controller, your OSD, and your, uh, does it have a transmitter? What's on board here? Features, your standard uh, F-Port uh, F 2 protocol, 12-motor uh, servo outputs, OSD built-in, flight controller, supports all your sensors, and it has a built-in receiver, obviously. So... <laughs> You know, and what was it? What did it retail for? I think it retailed for $50, $60 US. And that's everything. If you're flying that protocol, that is simply crazy and amazing, right? Uh, years ago, uh, when David uh, was uh, talking with the uh, with the flight test po- RC After Hours podcast, um, we would go on about how we didn't like... Uh, all-in-one solutions because of the cost and oh, if a component goes down, the whole thing is scrapped and everything. Now sixty dollars, and you get your 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 flight controller, your tra- your receiver with telemetry and an OSD. That is just absolutely mind-boggling. So, and everybody's got their flavor of this technology, obviously, uh, and and that's where it's been really interesting to go from all this stuff now. The caveat to that is whatever airplane or, or, or wing or whatever you're putting the stuff into, you need that space on board, obviously, and you need to be able to get the orientation right. So this is one of the things where, where the scratch build is kind of neat because if I decide that I don't like that board, well, I have a vector somewhere that I've never flown that I could actually throw into an airplane. So, And then you got to worry about the orientation, but most of these you drop in the software and you can change and, and everything. But the fact that, you know, that FR Sky is recognizing and, and what's next, you know, are we going to have something built in? Well, I mean, the quads have it, right? They have the boards on board, you know, but you'll be able to do your recording. We'll talk about that too, the, the recording technology, but your your ESC built into this thing now, um, you know, and that that's come along as well from FR Sky and a few other ones. So, 
pretty soon we're just going to have stacks. I mean, this is stuff that's already in the quad uh, realm, obviously. So it's just nothing new, but it's kind of nice to see some of the applications coming in the airplane. And, and yes, I'm excited about FPV and yes, I'm going to try. I don't know why. And I guess, okay, I know why. Always having a spotter, always following those rules. And, and I was super cognizant of that while I was flying too, keeping my altitude, keeping my distance. It was an empty day at the park, which was really super nice. And I had a bunch of buddies standing around, you know, yelling at me. So uh, in that sense, it was quite safe and everything. So, all right, where's the next little piece of notes? Uh, yeah, the recorders uh, sh- shooting over to get FPV. Is that where I had that stuff? Yes. The run cam split stuff has been around for a while, but it's nice to see that those prices are coming down. Um, you know, where you have your really high res, even some of the dual camera systems uh, are, are really nice in that. And I was downloading and recording. I had a camera on the wing, but, you know, it's kind of neat to be able to have the camera point of view when you pan and tilt. So especially if you do a pan and tilt system. You know, then I could actually line that up with the OSD footage as well. So it's, uh, you know, and even the recordings. My OSD recording, uh, if you watch the video, wasn't great. I'm going to have to work on that processing. For whatever reason, it wasn't timing up. So I was having to do little edits as I go. But the run camp split, I remember that stuff costing a lot more. So it's neat to see that come down. And it's more pronounced in it. And then, of course, of course... You know, we have DJI rolling out those goggle series, and that one is still very much anybody I've talked to. I haven't flown with the with the um, uh, the Flymore. Well, not the Flymore, but just just the experience, the combo experience without the remote. So basically, you're just getting the transmitter and, and goggles. I haven't tried it yet, but it's very interesting to me. It's it's if I was to drop a couple hundred bucks on it, ah, uh, oh. Um, what was really interesting while I was flying, Steve, Captain Crone, buzzed me with his quad with this system and he went right over top of my head and my goggles went to static and I was like, wow. And that's just the power of that transmitter. When he was flying around, uh, we had no interference with each other at all. I was on my, uh, my, you know, I don't know what channel I was on, A2 with my standard, uh, you know, F, uh, Fat Shark gear and uh, had no issues, but when he buzzed me, the power of that transmission, digital transmission, actually blanked out my goggles. Luckily, it didn't interfere with the recording because the recording was sitting over by the car. Uh, my goggles don't, they just don't have a, a receiving unit that records. So uh, it's just really interesting to see a lot of that stuff. And of course, um, looking at my notes and about the, uh, the, the receivers. They're getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And I'm actually getting a lot of positive feedback from the community about um, things like the Roadmaster uh, TX16S, the multi-protocols. I'm getting a lot of nice comments about the, that radio. Again, I haven't tried one. Uh, and if I get my paws on one, I will let you know what I think of it. But uh, they look pretty cool. Uh, and and the, the functionality and the, the ability to link in between them. I just don't know if I would trust them on a long-range rig or anything like that. Not that I'm going long-range, but, you know. So, look, we got a cat on the show uh, for those watching the uh, little monsters on the table. So, hopefully she doesn't bump or step on anything here. Hold on. Oh, gosh. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> oh. Say hello. All right. So, all right, let me fix the microphone and we'll keep going. Woo. Uh, again, 
I, uh, it's nice to rekindle that experience. It's nice to, uh, to get back into thinking about, uh, flying FPV. So I've got the wings that I'll get out again and I'll got a couple other small ones and, and I'm going to focus in on building this next ship, which will be that twin prop and everything. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's, that's the benefit of a live podcast. You get a cat jumping on the desk and everything. So, Hey, I'm not sneezing at least. I don't know about anybody else, but the allergies are terrible right now. Uh, two days out in the grass and playing around about the field and everything. Um, I know one morning it was really foggy and I flew, uh, the DLG and like I said, we'll talk about that one very soon. Uh, let's see. I think we've talked about enough about the flying and everything with FPV. Watch the video. You'll hear me. I giggle away the entire time. My wife thought the ending was hilarious. So, um, yeah. And the next aircraft, obviously I'm going to keep iterating and everything. And once I get my Renegade, which, uh, will be shipping from Defiant Wings, I'll port everything over from the, uh, the airplane I've got sitting above me, take all that and retire that foam board and uh, be able to fly that one. That'll be my little sub 251. And like I said, I'm going to work with the board I've got now. If once I've soldered it up, because I got to put all the pins on, if, 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 if I can get the thing to do pan and tilt, I'll totally put a pan and tilt in this thing. Everybody was asking me what I was thinking for shape. I'm probably going to do a belly lander slash toss aircraft, no landing gear, just to save weight. Cause the, the power and size of the, uh, of the gear isn't the group it's not going to be a four motor beast it's just going to be a simple twin prop and everything uh t-craft creations that's an awesome <laughs> um so if i can do pan and tilt on it i will i'm gonna see it's got a couple extra ones but i don't know about the programming anyhow we'll cover that if i do it i'll make sure i do a good youtube video video on it so i can talk about it and stay tuned to all those other flight videos i flew uh, there's still grass on the bottom of the plane. Actually, the Pawnee went out a few times in the wet grass, uh, the little mini Mustang, the Tundra, and a few others. So it was a good time. Yeah, the cat's actually in the background destroying something or playing with some rubber bands. You know, she's in a bad mood for whatever reason. <laughs> uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, uh, and I've actually driven the RC trucks a few times. So, okay, focus, focus. I'm watching the chat group, so... Uh, let's see. Now, wet airplanes. Everybody was asking why I haven't got any of those ones going. And I was close, and then August came, and <laughs> everything fell apart. The the life life derailed in a spectacular fashion, and it took me a couple of days. It wasn't until earlier uh, this week, or I guess last week, late last week, that I actually started feeling better again. So, it's, uh, so the wet planes have stayed on standby. The extra, as I said in the last show, was almost ready. I've been running it in uh, out in, on my little rig and everything, and the last thing I had to do was verify the CG and reset the throttle servo because when I would drop the servo down, it would uh, cut the motor. So I've got to play with those settings and realign that. I'm almost a little suspicious that my DX9 has a dead spot low down. And I've seen this in the video games and a couple of the other planes, but I'm not sure. It could be me. I don't have a lot of Spectrum experience. I should actually compare it with the, the DX6, but I'm almost wondering if the sensor, if, if the pod is dirty or whatever. So we'll have to pay attention to that and see if, if that's a factor. Um, the glow plane... Here's a question. Uh, how long will a, uh, will a jug last before the fuel starts losing its potency? Because uh, that's a concern. I mean, I don't know how often I'm going to fly the glow plane. 
it's ready to go, but I just need to run that motor. So I'm kind of curious as far as, you know, the community experience, how long we think that fuel will last. If I want to run that plane two or three times and that jug sits for the rest of the winter, am I wasting that? Or should I just keep flying that thing like crazy until I run like jug up? So, and will, uh, will glow fuel, will glow fuel even work in the winter? You know, so, so that plane is the, the Carlsberg, uh, Carl's Goldberg. Yeah. Uh, uh, anniversary clip wing cub in red and white looks gorgeous and I can't wait to go uh, I put a 2s battery into it to power the system I'm actually gonna snag one or two of the other uh, li- uh, lithium-ion batteries that came out of the uh, the 3d plane and put them in that and repurpose that because it'll be fine so all right so there's the glow experience all right Bill I know you're not listening but you'll listen after so Bill Decker sent me the uh, the uh, LaBelle uh, from Real Flight. <laughs> the first flight, I nosed the thing into the ground pretty hard and shook it up. Repaired it. Took it out, and I had a couple good throws, and I was warming up for the thing, and once again, as soon as I put enough energy into it, it's the um, the wing screws that go, the, the, the receiving units for the wing screws that go into the fuselage. I glued them, and obviously it didn't hold well enough. So I got to actually take the whole thing apart again and reseat that. I'll probably use hot glue this time and just see if I can get that that to bond into the foam around it because I tried CA and I tried some foam tack and that didn't seem to be structurally enough to hold that wing because it was fun. I actually <laughs> was getting dizzy. And uh, just playing around with it, trying to get used to the settings, how much lift, how much uh, I really like it on full throws, especially when there's not a lot of wind because then you can get a little bit more control surface activity out of it. So unfortunately, I don't have a definitive review yet because I keep damaging it. So it feels a little fragile, but I think that's more in my uh, my hands versus the actual product. And once I iron out a couple of those little bugs and hey, they always fly better after you've dented them, right? So sorry, Bill, I'm trying man it comes out with me every time um and like i said the guys were kind of interested when i did a couple throws but then i noticed you know after a good huck the wing was moving around there and i just think i just kept thinking the moment i toss this thing really hard i'm gonna what's the other issue i noticed um i'm not a fan of the the connections they use when they go out to the control surfaces they use a carbon fiber rod and then a, uh, a sleeve that that co- hooks to the connecting rod, uh, the connect the connection point on the control surfaces. I find that slips out a lot, so I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to probably end up adjusting it and applying just a little bit of CA to that just to lock that in a little solider. But overall, I'm hoping this aircraft and I gel and it'll become a fun little, uh, uh, you know, keep it in the car and throw it during a break and everything or if the conditions like... It was perfect on Sunday morning because it was super foggy, so it wasn't going to fly anything else. And this thing, I just went around. And I got a good five, six flights out of it before I thumped the wing. So it'll come. It'll come. Uh, Let's see. We're going to jump into the new products because uh, there's not a lot out. But I'll admit, uh, our good friends at Horizon Hobby have done it again in that they, uh, the pits. The pits. Uh, also, I'm still not in love with the Horizon's new website. I find it really hard to find stuff. But I mean, let's let's face it. You know, if you're gonna buy one, you're gonna go probably get the the uh, the twin sixty package because that's the that makes more the most sense. But what a plane! Oh, what a plane! It looks gorgeous. Completely impractical. Would never fit in anything I own without you know 
without a t- oh, wait, wait, wait. it was this photo this photo is the one with uh with the product designer that got me in trouble my wife was like it's bigger than the guy like uh, like what are you thinking and i just chuckled i absolutely chuckled and listening to uh to the horizon guys talk about putting in you know four uh, four stroke sato motors and everything oh oh it's so nice um if towing and capacity were, were you know or some kind of just 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 be able to get this thing into an airplane sorry into a tow vehicle or a transport vehicle without having to disassemble the wings the wacko the wacko is enough effort uh so this would be a whole other thing and i know for a fact looking at the build video the tail section doesn't come apart right so this wouldn't fit in my car uh, at least with the extra the tail section comes off and i can actually get away with removing the you know parts so i can actually fit this thing in my car long term uh speaking of which long term there will be a trailer, a small 4x8 trailer designs particularly, so you never know. You never know. I still have to get my Hangar 9 Cub home, and unfortunately, we don't know when that's going to be. The border is still closed. The border will be closed for a while. <sighs> I don't want to sell it. I really don't want to sell it, but I might have to eventually. I might have to face the fact that the U.S. trips might be on hold for a while. I know downer isn't it it's really is not fun to talk about that and that's why a lot of the airplanes i've been looking at in the last little while if if they involve shipping from uh from the u.s i really have been ignoring them and not really focusing in on because i know the flex uh the f100 is is now shipped and everything i'm waiting for chris gooden to get his so he can tell me how it looks and feels and tastes uh but speaking of jets Oh, I got to get Elf on the show to talk about this. Bang. <sighs> JS39 Griffin 80 millimeter. My goodness. $409 US shipped. Well, not shipped. I'm sorry. You guys in the US get your free shipping. I don't get free shipping. Um, but this looks nice. This looks really nice. Um spec wise you know it's not as crazy big as the previous one the uh the uh the, uh, the sukhoi not the sukhoi it was a sukhoi eh, it could have been um but boy oh boy oh boy active fully active canards all the led lights uh where are my specs 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 let's give you guys the specs on this monster 80 millimeters, obviously. So that's that's their. It's 63 inches long. Has a 12 inch removable nose. So that makes it, you know, going back to that previous conversation with Alpha about aircraft that can be moved and transported in your car. Um, it doesn't look like it's got a lot of stuff hanging off the bottom of it. So once you close the retracts, you can actually probably dump it down on a, you know, a nice cushioned surface in your car or truck and transport it. So here we go. Fully, uh, fully functional canards, nine blade fans with a 1920 uh, in runner brushless. Uh, she'll do uh, 107 uh, kilometers an hour, 170 or 105 miles. Woo, that's fast. Uh, 63 inch, 12 inch, uh, 100 anniversary check. Services for the NATO. And what's it sell? Seven channel receiver, uh, six channel radio, seven channel. Interesting. Uh, and uh, takes your standard 6S 4000 to 6000. So uh, they're recommending the 
thousand admiral so again really nice aircraft i love the scheme on it looks kind of fun and 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 something out of the blue or not even that they just you know alpha didn't tell anybody Psh, right <laughs> uh so there we go i don't have a huge amount of extra content for the show um I'm just, like I said, happy to be able to get down and get the podcast going again, uh, particularly after only one in, in, in August. I really was going to do a second one, but like I said, it wasn't a good time for, for yours truly to get going. Uh, the 80 minute Griffin and the 80 millimeter MiG-29 Twin, that's what it was. Thank you. And that is, uh, what do we got here? Oh, no, the prices on the free wing, it was someone... Um, Jeez, uh, RC was saying the pr- about the prices. The prices are on the money as far as what these aircraft are and everything. For me, unfortunately, for the Canadian shipping, it just puts everything over the moon as far as what the bang is. So, I mean, if I looked at what this thing is, it's probably in the size of the box, it's probably 60 I know some of them were encroaching on like $100 shipping. So, all of a sudden, it's a five or $600 a U.S., so that's like $10 million Canadian, right? So... After duty and taxes and everything, it's better off if I want something like this to wait till I'm in the U.S. to pick it up. But like I said, the next time I'm in the U.S. to pick it up and pick anything up, it's going to be um, to get my Cub, to get my my Hangar 9 Cub home. So, yeah, uh, again, there's so many things. I Honestly, everybody, let me know in the comments. What is everybody thinking into the fall? We're into September. We still got some time. I've, uh, I'm going to, I want to fly the EC-1500. I've. The whole point of the weekend was for me to get the rust, shake the rust off the sticks. Uh, I mean, I even had a, a close call on takeoff with the Mamba at one point because I wasn't in the right mode and scared everybody, but caught it. So, the you know, the rust came off quickly. Want to get the jets going. Um, there's the ME-262 that needs to be flown. There's the Hawk. Uh, there's the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, the, the Havoc, and I need to finish the repairs on the A-10 and fly that. And then there's the Sukhoi uh, 30 that I've got sitting there that, that hasn't flown yet either. So there's lots, there's lots to go. Hopefully, you know, the season, the weather can keep up. And then into the winter, obviously, I want to, if I can make the right FPV ship and fly into the winter and all this stuff, if I can get the surface correct and, and the, let me, uh, Yes, I am going to be busy, but it's a good thing finally. It's uh, it, it's nice to just know that I've got the energy to keep going and, and keep building. And I kind of realized, and I, and, I, and there's there's a there's a beautiful biplane behind me that I need to finish building, but I'm waiting on parts to get that going. Uh, and there's a lot that I'm going to be able to do. There's a cargo jet that I'm fabricating back there out of foam board, and just all kinds of stuff. So, stay tuned. Going to keep the camera rolling. Like I said, I shot tons of content. I'm going to try and get you know more regular output and manage work and manage myself and just keep it going. But the point is I'm, I'm going to enjoy this hobby again, and it's nice to feel refreshed and energized and everything. So, again, super big thank you to all the patrons who've hung out with, uh, with us. Uh, big shout-out to um, um, Buddy RC, again, if you guys are looking to buy anything, 10% off. They do all the nice kit and they ship well. Still uh, hoping we'll hear something about the OMP, uh, their planes out of uh, the, the Ohio model. Uh, yeah, OMP, yeah, Ohio model uh, products. Kind of curious to see if, the, if anything is going to show up because they are starting to do review planes and sending stuff out. If they do, 
uh, and we get one in for review, I'll let the podcast decide whether it's going to be an electric setup or a fuel setup, and that'll dictate where I fly it, obviously, because, you know, you can't fly gas at the park, so uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, but we're going to have fun. Uh, I had a lot of good chats. I'm trying to get uh, Stuart back on the podcast. He's been away for long enough and owes us an appearance, so we're, we're trying, but again, um, Buddy RC. Uh, 10% discount RC after hours is the discount uh, is the code. And again, thank you to all the Patreons. Uh, you guys have been really helping us out uh, in the last little while. Yeah, us. There is no while. There is us. It's a community thing. I haven't put out any of the new decals yet. Uh, but if you go to the Facebook page or to uh, spreadsheet, uh, spreadshirt, uh, they have. Oh, darn. I don't even have. I wonder if I can do that real quick. I'll put the link into the show notes but i put out some new t-shirts and everything with the with the new logo and uh the the hoodies and everything a couple of the buddy guys have picked them up in different colors besides black and white uh which has been really awesome uh and and yeah <laughs> i like the logo it works it looks good i actually have a t-shirt and a, and a hoodie on the way in finally so it's uh it'll be really neat to see uh looking at some of the comments from tcat uh Yes, the the uh, they're they're bigger. The uh, the bush plane, the high wing looks good, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll see some. I've been watching all the reviews and really liking what I'm seeing, and the concept is fantastic. Balsa, uh, what's the tagline? Balsa, the place of foam, which makes sense. So as long as it's good solid kit, which it looks, uh, you slap in some equipment and go flying and have some good time with it. So. Yeah, uh, unless there's any other uh, commentary from uh, the uh, the chat. Uh, yes, Big Horn. Thank you. It's the Big Horn plane. Yes. Uh, otherwise, guys, it's been a short show. I know it's only been a half hour hit and uh, or well, I'm getting 40 minutes, whatever. It's still really good to talk to everybody. Keep the comments coming in. Like I said, over all the social media and everything, I will uh, see what I can do about lining up another uh, podcast guest very soon. I know I want to get Steve on the show to talk about their approaching summer, obviously, on the uh, the other side of the world. Uh, so I want to see what uh, they're starting to work up in his club and everything, what the, what they think is going to be big and hot for the season. Myself, like I said, a bunch of jets, a bunch of planes, a bunch of builds, and uh, got to get out. And when I uh, when I take out those fuel-based planes, you bet the cameras will be rolling. I hope the club lets me roll a couple cameras. Worst case, I'll put a you know my ball cap on and everything and or get someone to shoot for me, or I'll throw a microphone and a camera on board and we'll sync it up but stay tuned uh thanks for everybody for the support and everything it's been really appreciated so we're gonna wrap up the show for for this evening and uh it's uh again just fun to be able to talk to everybody keep those comments and, and ideas coming in and have a awesome awesome end of your long weekend ciao